You're listening to the Double Scoop Podcast. Welcome to the Double Scoop Podcast. Today, you're going to get to know a little more about who's behind the microphone here. Our host is Prince Nesta, and our guest is... Well, you'll see in a minute. Hey guys, welcome to the Double Scoop Podcast. I'm Prince Nesta and this one is going to be special. We're actually calling it the special edition because you know what? I'm actually hosting our CEO, Chris Wagner, in studio right now. And usually, you know, when I'm interviewing other people, I always pretend like I'm working, but I'm just having fun. But today my CEO is in studio and of course I'm going to pretend that I'm all serious and stuff like that, right? You know what I mean? All right, so uh, welcome to the studio, Chris Wagner, and I hope you didn't hear that. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not cracking up over here, not at all. Yeah, how are you feeling today? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling great. I'm psyched to talk to you. Yeah. And this is uh, this is your last podcast, so I'm a little yeah. sad we're, we're going to miss you. I'm going to be around in spirit, though, you know. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to Double Scoop Podcast. I know I'm putting you on the hot seat right now, but let's roll. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You grew up in the East Coast. Right. I grew up in a rural area of Connecticut. It was very pretty and very quiet. I, I, am, I say I'm a Westerner at heart, but I didn't actually <laughs> grow up here. How the hell did you end up here? Via a circuitous long route. grew up in Connecticut. I lived in Tempe, Arizona. That's where I went to college. Wow. I lived in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, Boston. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Brooklyn, Tuscarora, Nevada, Elko, Nevada, and then here. You're an adventurous person. What necessitated all this movement? Oh, like you said, adventure, various opportunities, kind of restlessness in my 20s. When, whenever something interesting came up, I'd go, go <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, I was the oldest of four. Hmm. And we we kind of ran around in the woods in the forest all the time, and yeah, yeah, I had a big family. Big, we lived kind. Of, it was kind of an old-fashioned extended family thing. We had a lot of people in one house, like yeah. more than people usually do. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a blast. You also shared with me that you've been to other parts of the world. You've also been to Australia. How did you find yourself in Australia? Oh, that was when I was a teenager. I wanted to sign up to be an exchange student, so I signed up to go to Spain for 10 weeks. And they said, we don't have any spots in Spain for 10 weeks, but we have a spot in Australia for a Ooh. year. Wow. And I said, okay. What were some of your best experiences in Australia and how different were they from those in the United States? Well, first I had access to museums. I had a, a metro card and I could get on the train and be an independent teenager and go to a city, which was <laughs> amazing to me. Yeah. So I'd go to Melbourne and go to the museums. And the thing that I discovered was there were shows of Aboriginal art all over the place. Wow. And I had never seen like traditional art or indigenous art. Yeah. And I had sure never seen Aboriginal art. And it just grabbed my heart. I thought it was so cool and so interesting. And it was, at, at that time, this was the late 80s. Yeah. I, I think it was kind of just starting to pop up 
I don't even know if it was just starting, but it was kind of big then. It was popping up in museums and galleries, and it was yeah. kind of everywhere. And it was, I, I found it just thrilling. I've never been to Amsterdam myself. And when I go to Amsterdam, <laughs> the first place I'm going to go to is the red light district. <laughs> because I was told that there are a lot of artistic stuff that goes on there. <laughs> that Tell might... us about your experience in Amsterdam. I'm sure I went to the red light district within like the first day. You can't yeah. not go. You're so curious. Yeah. I was there just for six days or eight months or something. Wow. Um, yeah, just walking around, looking at art, drinking coffees, yeah. riding my bike. Wow. How many languages do you speak? Not very many. I just got a, a tiny foothold in Dutch and have yeah. completely lost it. Wow. I could order lunch in Spanish, but you'd have to be a little patient with me. Everything you need to know about art is right here on the Double Scoop Podcast. story behind this mural? Is it a combination of other images or is this a yeah, new, it's just, new thing? It's sort of like, um, well I always do landscapes yeah. and they're mainly pattern after places I've lived at and so a lot of these look like duck water uh-huh. but it's like the images and things are things I've been working on lately. Yeah. Especially the lightning and all that over there. Yep. I've been doing that a lot lately. I saw and the, yeah, the saw feathers, the I've always done those. They're yeah. always eagle feathers. I see a lot that looks familiar here. What else will go in after these underpaintings? What else goes on top? Well, on the left, in that corner there, where uh-huh. the ladder is, you see where the ladder is? Yeah. In that area, I was going to put a moon. You know how a uh-huh. moon looks in the daytime? Yeah. I was going to do it like that. And then um, put a little eagle up on the middle panel. And then after those are all done, we're going to put an outline on each of those things so it stands out better. And I have these stencils where I was going to spray, and it's like a geometric designs of washable baskets. I have stencils cut out, so I was just going to spray it and have that kind of like overlapping everything. You're a journalist. You've been working with the Reno News and Review for such a long time. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, I love that position. I'm not really on staff there, but I have been as the arts editor, and I contribute often. Yeah. And I, so I write mostly about arts. I love having this role in the community, keeping the conversations going, getting to know, getting to know everybody in the arts community. Uh, and I cover other things there too, whatever's going on. I cover the, the Native American community often. I cover the LGBTQ community often. If uh, something's going on with teenagers, that's kind of my beat also. Yeah. What, whatever's happening. When did you join the Reno News and Review team? Oh, I first joined it back in 2004. I was there for a year or so. And then recently I've been on staff there for, yeah. for two years recently. Yeah. But I've been contributing the whole time. I just, I love Alt Weeklies and I love that Reno has one. And I love that kind of, that range of voices. Yeah. I, yeah, I think what this paper does is amazing. Why art, Chris? I mean, out of all these different fields, you chose art? Why? Well, yeah, why do people do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a good answer. I mean, just... It was really satisfying to me to make art and, yeah. and be around other people making art and talking about art. You know, art is is something really wonderful to me because we can communicate with each other using language and using the words that we know. But there's more that people want to express or there are more ways that people want to process things or look at things than you can do with just language. 
and and language is you know in a way that's my like first medium that's what i work in every day what i do but then there, yeah. there's some things you can't get to just with language um and so art is it lets you create your own language your own visual language or musical language and, and you get to kind of make it up you get to make up the terms of that and decide how that's going to work and i that's just fabulous to me so yeah I've kind of made my life in talking with people about how they do that and why they do that and why they dedicate their lives to that well Chris I met you while we were doing our masters in journalism at the University of Nevada Reno for the first time and you were very interested in learning about the African culture I would like to know what sparks your interest in different cultures Chris oh I love hearing different perspectives that's yeah. why I was so excited about discover America because Because I think nobody can look at our own culture like somebody from the outside of it. Like there's there's this book. It's uh, the title is Drink. I forget the name of the author, but he's British, right? And he he looks at American drinking culture from the outside, and it calls us out on all our inconsistencies and our weirdnesses, and and also kind of appreciates all the things that are good about it. Yeah. And nobody from America could have gotten away with that, you know. It just there's something about an outside perspective. Yeah. So I'm. I love, you know, that we have visiting students visiting from all over the world. Like, yeah. I just love to hear what it looks like from the outside. You're listening to the Double Scoop Podcast. Something with you is that you're not just all talk and no action. You've actually done something related to art and it's actually in a museum somewhere. Please tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> I can't take too much credit for that one. Yeah. Well, no, maybe I can. I did a lot of work. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a piece that my husband made. Yeah. Uh, my husband is Jerry Snyder. He was the lead artist on the, uh, the ichthyosaur that's hanging up in the Discovery Museum yeah. right now. And he built it for Burning Man a few years ago. It's you know our state fossil the ichthyosaur like a giant sea creature dinosaur with cool pointy Ooh. teeth although yeah. the teeth might be inaccurate we learned that later from scientists mm. but they look cool it's made of plywood and we laminated plywood together and ground it and polished it and painted it so it was really hands-on like a ton of detail there was a huge team of people working on this so like we can't go around saying this is Chris's handiwork there are a lot of people who put their love and time into it Um, but it is fun to walk by the the discovery museum and say oh yeah i made the eyes i can't imagine the feeling you walk in a room and there's something there sitting there and you know it has like your name as being part of the team anyway thank you so much guys for tuning in right now remember you're on the double scoop podcast and right now i'm actually hosting my ceo chris wagner and it's all about everything you need to know about art right here on the double scoop podcast Chris Wagner, Double Scoop is the new sensation in town. What influenced you to start it? The arts community here has been growing and growing, and there are artists in you know Las Vegas who we don't talk about so much in Reno because we just don't hear from them. There are artists all over in the rurals, all over the state, and I wanted a, a central hub where we could discuss all the art that's going on in the state. There isn't much in the way of arts news for the entire state. There, there are little there are pockets here and there, but there's not a statewide resource for reviews, essays, Q and A's. 
things. So I wanted something that would cover all of those and, and something that would kind of assert that, you know, we as, as a state, we're, we're one arts community in a way. And people can argue that. Some people disagree. So, to some people, the North-South divide is is an important thing. But I'm, I'm more interested in networking people and bringing people together. I like operating as if, you know, we're all one community, even though we're spread over thousands and thousands of miles. And you've got different people working for you. Please send them a shout-out wherever they are. Oh, <laughs> some of them are in Vegas, some of them are in Reno. It's been so cool. We've, I am so happy with the voices we have and the number of voices. Kristen Peterson contributed a piece early on. She is a great arts reporter from Las Vegas. Uh, Josie Glassberg, who's here in Reno, she's a fantastic reviewer. There's you doing our podcast. We've got Holly <laughs> Hutchings coming up. Yeah. And then once in a while, an artist will will contribute. Um, Hassler Gomez is he's not a journalist, but he wrote a great essay for us uh, from the point of view of an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. All all kinds of great voices, and I think we'll have more coming on too. We have right now 24 people who voluntarily subscribe, so they'll pay either ten dollars or two fifty or five dollars a month because they like what we do and they want to see more of it coming. And I am so grateful to those people. That's what keeps us going. It's kind of cool because we can do a little with a lot. You know, yeah. journalists are used to being resourceful and scrappy yeah. and it's enough support so that we can keep this going. And if, if you like what we do and yeah. you want to throw us a few dollars a month, that can help us do more, publish more, have more podcasts, have some videos, have more contributors. All you need to do is go to patreon.com, find Double Scoop. It's very easy. You've really created an interesting concept, Double Scoop. Please tell us what you've achieved so far and what you hope to achieve in the future. Well, so far we have a few hundred readers, which is fantastic. We have a range of voices that I'm really proud of and really pleased with. We had a good a good launch party. It was an ice cream party. Yeah. And people like that enough so that, that they asked if we could make that an annual thing. So we have an annual ice cream party. We now have a podcast thanks to you. I want to keep the conversations going. I want to have more and more writers, video people, podcasters, voices in Double Scoop. I definitely want to have more Las Vegas coverage. Yeah. We have some now. Andrea here, who actually graduated from here, from UNR, she's reporting from Vegas. I would love a few more Las Vegas writers. Actually, we have an Elko writer coming on soon. Stay tuned for that. Wow. Yeah, he has his own. It's Anthony. Anthony About Town. He has wow. his own. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's like a Humans of New York kind of site, but for Elko. Yeah. Wow. So he's, he's going to join us soon. So I, that's what I want. I want. More people, more participation, more readers. That'll lead to more funding. So we can keep getting more readers and more more writers thank you so much chris for that eye-opening conversation at least we've gotten to know who our ceo chris wagner is and you know some of the things that she's hoping to achieve but right now right. we're switching gears right <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't say goodbye yet nesta because now you're in the hot seat oh I, my goodness i have a few questions for you i hope you don't have cheeky questions for me oh these are gonna be tough ones <laughs> You're listening to the Double Scoop Podcast. 
Well, you've been you've been a great podcast host, and we're really going to miss you. So I want people to to learn a little bit more about you. Before yeah, thank you, go. you so much. Yeah. But so take us way back, a little background. What are some of the radio and podcast projects that you've already worked on? I think I was born to do this, Chris. I remember when I was young, I was like five years old or probably four years old, and I used to listen to people reading news, and I would turn off the radio immediately after the news, and then I would say exactly the same same things trying to imitate their voices and stuff like that and my grandma was like you know wowed by that and she was like someday you're gonna make a great radio host you know and so in high school I was reading news during assemblies and stuff like that and then it really wasn't a hard decision for me to make when I went to the university I knew I wanted to do journalism and I started working on the university radio station, which was called USIU 99.9 FM, and I was hosting a reggae show. And, you know, it became one of the most popular shows. And some radio stations, you know, wanted to get my signature. The rest is history. I've done all kinds of shows. I've done music shows. I've hosted African music and reggae music on air. Um, I've read news. I've done sports shows. I've done political shows. And recently when I came to the United States, I worked in Washington, D.C. for The Voice of America, where I still serve as a sports correspondent right now. And I've also worked here in Reno as a reggae DJ at K-Wink Radio 97.7 FM. I've also done lots of reporting in regards to homelessness. And one important thing that probably the listeners should know is that I've hosted Discover America with Prince Nesta podcast, and they can even check it on iTunes, and it's all about sharing my journey here in the United States and comparing it to my African culture. You gotta check that out. And here I am seated with you doing the Double Scoop podcast, which is really an honor for me to do. <laughs> so when it comes to reporting on visual arts, which is yeah. what you've been doing, yeah. you, you kind of jumped into the deep end of the pool here. Like that wasn't your beat. You nailed it. You've, you've yeah. done such a good job interviewing yeah. local artists for the podcast. Yeah. So I want to ask you a couple things. Has reporting on art this month changed the way you look at anything at all? Absolutely. You know, um, I'm a very inquisitive person. I like to learn things. I want to know everything about the culture. I want to know what's going on around me, what's going on in other parts of the world. And Double Scoop gave me the chance, you know, to like discover more about art. Unfortunately enough for me, I've been able to meet accomplished artists, writer Mary Lee Fulkerson, Geralda Miller, Lena Wright. I've mingled with them and, you know, it's really interesting to see what's going on in people's lives and the differences in opinions. And that's just what I love. I would love to get into the gist of the story and get to find out what's going on. It's easy for you to get passionate about new things, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> trust me on that. <laughs> okay, so now that you are four weeks into your arts reporting career, yeah. what's your advice for, say, news reporters who want to yeah. report on art, or for anyone who's thinking about getting into arts reporting? You can do it. Look at me. I'd never done any artistic reporting before. If you have that type of mind frame, go in it open-minded. Ask questions, talk to people, talk to different people. It tends actually to, you know, change your views and perceptions, so, you know, preconceived notions and stereotypes. And so that's just what I like to do. And, you know, you can make it if you try. And if at first you don't succeed, try again, because time will always bring you your rewards. So never, ever think of giving up. Just do it. 
You're listening to the Double Scoop Podcast. Chris, I know we had talked about Discover America with Prince Nesta, but please allow me to give the people a taste of what Discover America is all about. And here I'd actually caught up with the grandfathers of hip-hop. They call themselves the Last Poets, and I did sort of a feature interview with them. Here's a glimpse of what the episodes are all about. So he became G.I. Joe, killing his family, not the enemy. A human gun made and manufactured in the United Snakes of America. Many hip-hop historians consider the last points the grandfathers of hip-hop and they almost single-handedly laid the groundwork for the emergence of hip-hop ever since their formation in 1968, shortly after the death of Martin Luther King Jr. Influence can be traced to any hip-hop performing group today, and they rightfully boast of paving the way for socially committed hip-hop MCs, including, you guessed it right, one of my best of all time, the late Tupac Amaru Shakur. Because of the Last Poets Brooklyn connection, the group is also influential in paving the way for the man that I love to the moon and back, Notorious B.I.G., also known as Biggie Smalls, Biggie, 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 K. Such is the incredible impact of the last points. And I was really honored to speak to founding members Abiyadun Oyewole, Umar bin Hassan, and drummer Babadun Babatunde after their amazing performance in Nevada. You're getting on to something really important here, I think, yeah. for reporters to think about. And yeah. new reporters and students, especially, sometimes they're afraid to switch beats or they're afraid to try something that they're not an expert at. Yeah. And you you can get really far on curiosity alone, oh I think, as a goodness. reporter. You <laughs> can you so? imagine that? Because yeah. I came from Kenya. And the first thing that I did here in Reno was homeless reporting. And I was scared at first, you know. But then, you know... I was like, hell, I can do it. And then you by know. the time I met you, you were giving other people advice on yeah. how to do it. Can you imagine that? <laughs> so, of course, fear is natural. You know, that's human. But, you know, don't make that fear, you know, make you not do stuff, all right? So overcome that fear and just do it. <laughs> so keep on talking to the people because they might never hear your voice. Keep on talking to them again and again, at least for a little while. Well, I'll keep talking to Reno, but I know that you are heading on to to greener pastures. I mean, yeah. not that it's not wonderful here, but you literally are going someplace greener, which is yeah. Oregon. So tell us about your next adventure. What are your plans? For the next four or five years, I'm going to be working on my PhD in media studies, but I'm going to be having a focus on political communication and communications technology and probably global media. All right. And so I'm going to miss reading 
Camino because I really love Nevada. It's such a beautiful place. My goodness, I've never been in any other place that is as beautiful as Nevada. All the mountains and the lakes and stuff like that. But you know, here's something for me to accomplish. And you know, I'm going in it open-minded. And hopefully you're going to be able to address me as Dr. Prince Nesta soon, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to you handing me that business card with Yo. the DR on it. It's going to be a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Nesta, it has been great having you as a colleague at UNR and at Double Scoop. I've learned so much from you about radio and about life in Kenya and about interviewing. And, well, I guess we're going to have to say goodbye now. Darn. <laughs> thank you for helping me bring this podcast to fruition. And thank you so much. I know the hardest thing in this world is always to say goodbye. But, you know, it is what it is. Life goes on and every day another baby is born. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been episode four of the Double Scoop podcast. Our theme music is from the song Who Am I by Reno musician Greg Gilmore. For more podcasts, check out doublescoop.art, not .com.art. You can follow Double Scoop on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And if you'd like to support our work, sign up on our Patreon page. Stay tuned for the August edition of the podcast. Our host is the queen of radio interviews, Holly Hutchings. I'm Chris Wagner. Thanks for listening. I seem to have misplaced my mind. I feel like I've been drinking turpentine. Slowly grabbing for someone who's not there. Inside, not a soul, no, nothing but air.